Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Welcome back, all you hookers and slices out there, to a very special British edition, but not really British edition, an American-British edition of the Downswing Golf Podcast, presented by 4Champ. I am uh, one of your hosts, Stay and Play Clay, and with me, as always, is Nick the Stick. It's open week, Nick! Major week! For the last time this year, though. Yeah. A little bittersweet. It's our fourth Christmas this year, so... Um pretty exciting though that's uh that's fun stuff yeah over yeah. at the royal saint george's i think we should get right into that uh yeah. no, 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 no. uh what uh you heard me what's your storyline you're following uh, we're not we're not jumping that that quickly <laughs> into it damn it <laughs> i know you want to get get past and not even talk about our picks from last week i don't know why you wouldn't want to do that it's not really that important I mean, I think it's a little bit important. Um, I don't know. I think so, considering uh, how well I picked. Well, at least I got second. At least you got second. I got out of I, two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. blah. Rub it in. John Deere, the good old John Deere. Now. To be fair, I didn't. None of us picked the winner of the tournament, so we, you know, nobody did that great. But I still came away with the sweep, big old sweep of Nick. My picks, my my guys, Russell Henley, Steve Stricker. They both played pretty darn well. Good enough. They beat Nick's Daniel Berger and Cam Davis, and then the trunk slammer, Nick's trunk slammer. Kevin Tway was was just too good. Twelve under. Yeah, don't you hate it when your uh, your trunk slammer does the best out of you can pick anyone in the field. I mean, you know, I hate that. Kevin Kevin listened to this episode last week and you know heard the news that he didn't believe in him, and he was like, "I'm proving Nick wrong." And sometimes that happens, you know. Sometimes that's uh, one of the benefits of the show. You know, give a little. Kicking the butt to uh, to a player out there, and Kevin, <laughs> Kevin took advantage of that, and he uh, put together a nice nice tournament, nice four days. But unfortunately for Nick, <laughs> means he got swept because my trip Kenny with that wonderful profile pick of his became the trunk slammer of the week seven over miscut. Oof. I you know I don't want to brag Nick, but I had a great week picking. Actually, you do. I, I kind of think you're gloating here. Uh, maybe. Maybe just a little bit. Maybe just a little bit. Uh, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Way to go, Clay. Good job. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. But I'll, I'll tell you what. If I had to pick between winning the picks last week and this week for the Open... Yeah, this is all that matters. Yeah, I mean, we're like, you know, Brooks Kepka here. We want to get up for the majors. That's what Nick's all about, right? I am. 
your major. I got I to redeem myself. I got. I think I got swept at the U.S. Open too. You, you did. <laughs> <laughs> this, is not, this is not good. No, not going to happen again. Not not good. Not good. And you uh, you got you got beat by me in the uh, in the uh, PGA Championship as well. And um, but you did win the Masters, so that's kind of the most important. I would, that is, I would argue, that is. Uh, so I, I, I'm not going for. <laughs> unfortunately, I'm not going for the Grand Slam this week. Um, that would be pretty nuts. But yes, I mean, you're not going to get the Clay Slam. No, Tiger has his own Slam. I'm I'm going for my own, but it's not going to be this year. Not quite that dominant yet. No. But, yeah, I mean, as, as you mentioned, the Masters, pretty darn important. Probably what I would consider my favorite major tournament. But the Open, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's kind of a tournament where I almost want to put it above the U.S. Open for me. Really? But, but I can't. <laughs> but, but I really want to. Um, because everything I love everything about the open. I love yeah. how it's 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 different. You know, it's it's Lynx Golf. I absolutely love everything about Lynx Golf. Yeah. Like just the pureness of it. The yeah. the way the courses, you know, Lynx courses are they just look like they're part of nature, right? And they, you know, the the mounding and all the different slopage and just so much creativity comes into play you know rather than just like you know throw it up in the air and stop it right yeah um so like for me like i just love i love the open i love links golf i just love the look of the courses the style of it uh the weather is always like crazy sometimes um and it doesn't like you know you never hear them having this issue that like the USGA has of setting up the course. You know, they don't have to make the rough super thick and long or they're having issues where they're having pin locations that are just not good, you know, and people are complaining. Like you don't ever hear that about the open setups. Like, yeah. It just seems like everything goes well. They don't need to trick up the courses because they're just, they're naturally difficult. Yeah. Mother Nature's <laughs> going to do plenty of that for them. Yeah. Um, and, and you're not going to get very far arguing with Mother Nature like, hey, can you turn the fan down? Like, shut. Yeah, we, we don't want to hear it. I mean. But, but it's not, and there's no, there's no thought of like, you know, the open scores need to be close to par. Like, I think that really, like, that mentality kind of limits the U.S. Open a bit. I understand the the essence of it. You know, it wants to be a, a, a big test for professional golfers. You want to see them kind of, you know, not necessarily struggle, but you want to see them get really tested like they don't, you know, in all the other tournaments throughout the course of the year, right? The, you know, all the other courses and tournaments where the conditions are perfect and bunkers are you know perfect and everything like that and they're kind of getting coddled a little bit you kind of want to see them struggle a little bit you want to see them you know have to grind a little bit 
Um, and in the open, they have to grind. For sure they have to grind. But it's not like scores are necessarily close to par. I mean, they can be, but, you know, Shane Lowry, you know, the defending champion from two years ago now because they didn't <laughs> even play this tournament last year, you know, he won, you know, in the teens. Um, and, and nobody really had a problem with that. Yeah. That's just kind of my point of view. But like I said, like, I can't really put it above the U.S. Open because I still really do love the U.S. Open. Um, and also just the fact that it is a little bit tougher, you know, in terms of, you know, obviously the Open is played across the big old pond. So it's like it's in a different kind of part of the world. It's 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 hard to kind of connect to it from over here where, you know, U.S. Open, you can it's like this is our national you know, open tournament. Um, right. But like, if I, if I wasn't living in the U S if I was, you know, born over in Europe or, you know, not in the U S like I'd probably, I'd probably put the open above the U S open. Like it's just based on geographical location. I feel like is the difference between the two tournaments. At least that's how I feel. Like there. There are two tournaments that are just... I, I love so many things about both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like ranking your children. I mean, it's tough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we don't we don't need to. I mean, I, I get excited for it. I mean, it's fun because of the history. I mean, it, yeah. was just, it was where golf was founded. Right, and, and that's kind of like the big things. It's like you, you almost kind of... For me, like I almost want to put it above the U.S. Open just because of all that stuff and how different it is and unique it is but at the same time like i i can't yeah. uh, for whatever reason well we'll just say it's masters and then the opens and then the pga yeah so, pga what, for sure for me is is but yeah uh, it's uh but yeah the open it's good to have it back playing them you know after getting correct after having off last year for sure yeah, really nice to, to be back. I can't wait. Are you, what time are you getting up tomorrow to watch it? Oh, I don't know. It's uh, I'm gonna, I'll get up early, but it'll it'll depend on uh, it'll depend on tonight. <laughs> how uh, how the good old Bucks play tonight? Yes, yeah. We're gonna. That's why we're bringing you an earlier episode tonight, and Bucks tip off here in a few minutes. So, duh. Yeah, we'll see how tonight goes, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, definitely want to definitely want to watch as much as the open as possible. Uh, yeah, no, I just love getting up at like you know reasonable five six a.m. and just you know yeah going into the living room and watching here and uh, next on the tee <laughs> from Ireland, Rory McIlroy. That's that's another thing. Like, I, I just have this. I just absolutely love like British announcers for like any sport. It doesn't even matter the sport. Yeah. Uh, I just love it. Like just the phrases they use and like the matter of factness that they have for things. Um, I just absolutely love, <laughs> you yeah. know, um, you know, you don't have to listen to like Joe Buck <laughs> or you don't have to listen to, uh, well, not anymore, but, you know, uh, 
uh, what's his name, Johnny Miller, <laughs> right? You can just you get like just uh, you, you get guys you don't even you don't even know their names, but you hear them, you're like, I know that voice. Yeah. Right. And it's a lovely voice, and it's so it's like calm. And they, you know, a player hits a great shot, and and, and how do they describe that great shot? He got that one right. <laughs> You know, like just played it, played it just right, right, right on schedule. Yeah, they, uh, they just talk funny. They talk funny, but it just—it's just the phrases they use. Like it's just—I—I I, I just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's—it'll uh, be nice, nice to hear that again. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Uh, any other storylines, or are you? Uh, what do you think of Royal St. George? Yeah, you, you, yeah. like you like that course better, better than any, or worse than any of the others? No, I think you know Royal St. George. I, I mean, their rota, you know, their rotation of courses for the Open are all, you know, they're all pretty darn good. Like they all have their, their unique stuff their unique twists and turns and um i i wouldn't necessarily say like it's necessarily my favorite but it's not my worst or it's not my least favorite i like i mean i always for me and and this is coming up you know next year for the 150th open but like for me i always pictured the open at you know st andrews like that is my ultimate the open course the home of golf right so nothing can really top that course for me but in terms of all the other rotational courses for the Open, like Royal St. George's is is just fine. It's 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 it'll it'll play just just fine. Like I have no problem with it. Um, yeah, isn't? I mean, it looks like they've had they've hosted it fourteen times. Yeah, prior to this year, last time in twenty eleven, and talk about and talk about uh, improbable victors champion golfers of the year Darren Clark winning that one held off uh, Dustin Johnson that year yeah to win yeah that's right Dustin was trying to make a comeback and then sailed one right on yeah, out of bounds something yeah yeah gave Darren like a four shot lead yeah he came up the uh, I mean <laughs> there's nothing better than coming up like the last hole with like a three shot lead in a major for your like first major victory first tournament win really yeah and uh darren clark got to experience that but yeah royal st george the only the only course in in uh the southeast part of england to to host the open it's uh it was actually the first course outside of scotland though to host the open and when you uh when when Jack Nicholas, you know, scores an eighty-three there. You know, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty difficult course. It's, and I mean, this this was the the course that they, you know, filmed Goldfinger at. That's true. That's true. I mean, the, the this match. Course, this course, this course has history. Like, they, I, I mean, they, they all do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one has a lot of it. Uh, it was, yeah. I, I watched some like flyovers of all the holes and previews, and like, yeah, I mean. This would be on my bucket list if I got like to go play someday. Like some of these, 
the elevation changes. Like, I don't know, as a, as a course, like without the history, I like it better than St. Andrews. Well, I mean, St. Andrews is, I mean, it's not, there's not much to St. Andrews. It's a fairly yeah boring course, but like, it's the home of golf. Like, it's just, you know, I, it's St. Andrews. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, like, yeah. And if you, if you think of it purely as like architectural, like course architectural and, um, you know, and remove history from these courses. Yeah, Royal St. Patrick is, or Royal St. Patrick, Royal St. George is, uh, yeah, it's uh, good luck. <laughs> good luck on that course. There's so many, like, just crazy moundings and, and, and spots where, like, you you hit the ball and it's like, oh, that's going to be a great shot. And then all of a sudden, yeah, that bunker is a magnet for the ball. <laughs> like, like, it seems like no matter what you what you can do your ball is going to go into one of those those pot bunkers there but yeah for sure yeah the uh yeah it looks like it's number four on the rota so we got andrews prestwick Muirfield, and then saint george i mean so it's number one in in england the the course that's hosted it the most in England. Yeah. Um, but yeah, number four. So this will be. Yeah, it's it is historic. So yeah, I don't know what. Uh, well, do we want to get into picks or like? I mean. Or, uh, I mean, I think I think we should probably talk a little bit about you know. Talk a little bit about Bryson and Brooks, I would say. Yeah. I mean, they're still still going at it. Just getting some interesting questions in the the media run up. In the press room. Yeah. I think uh, one of the one of the uh, pressers or one of the media members called Bryson Brooks. <laughs> Just, Ooh. Like, uh, and I don't know if it was an honest mistake or if they're actually trolling because <laughs> I'm not quite sure about, you know, media over there. There's yeah. some, some of them are, you know, because certain like, you know, it's not like United States, you know, or, or just different countries, you know, and cultures have like different uh, normals, right, or, of, of like questions or, or, um, brashness right some like some cultures you're like you know it's fine to get in deep and ask you know certain questions where maybe here it's like like lay off that you know <laughs> like yeah just right yeah they have different uh different levels of cordialness and uh like what what's considered rude or you know edgy or you know they just want to i mean you know they're trying to get storylines so they, uh, yeah, they, uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's just a different, completely different culture. So it, uh, it'll be, yeah, I, I didn't, hard to say that he did it on purpose. I think he flubbed it, but you never know. I mean, I'm sure the, the, the tension in the room when he said that was probably pretty high. (laughs) Well, it's, it probably also doesn't help that like they're, there, there weren't a lot of media members in the room either, because, because they're, you know, they still got, 
you know, social distancing protocols and, and pandemic protocols in place, it kind of got a lot of people or a lot of the players' attention. I know Ricky Fowler was kind of complaining about it a little bit, um, that they're still kind of doing that type of stuff. Um, you know, the, the protocols and the, and everything, um, even though there's, you know, they're going to have a lot of fans in, in attendance. Um, yeah. Cause he was pissed at, like that. The fans had limited protocols, but the players had like extensive, right. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't fair. Didn't make just didn't yeah. sense. You see, yeah, it didn't didn't really make sense or whatever, but I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, so like, so yeah, there's not like if you if you watch videos or see, um, you know, pictures of of the media, you know, press press uh, conferences, uh, you know, they're they're spread out around this big room basically. So it's like <laughs> they can just you know you know who's saying it, you know who's talking or you know asking the question. It's just like, yeah, it's not well, like there's just a bunch of people that you know you can kind of blend together or whatever. It's like focus solely on you. Yeah, well, I mean, Europe. I mean, I, I don't hard to say a hundred percent with uh, if they're dealing with it worse than the rest of the world. But I mean, with all these variants of the the Delta variant, I mean, COVID. I mean, I think we're America is just it's it's like it's hard for us to imagine or like we're kind of coming out of the pandemic or like the perception is around here that it's not as it's not as bad as it was last year and the rest of the world it's like still dealing with like a lot of i mean they're they have a lot more uh, uh restrictions in place yeah because of people are still getting sick like well and and because the United States, like no other country, really had such a big push to to get vaccines, you know, in and and distribute it, right? Like that was the money to get the vaccine. That's what I mean. Like, but a lot of a lot of countries, you know, like they haven't had the the vaccines to roll out because you know we've. Well, I I wouldn't say it's all you know United States' fault, but like United States, like. They got a lot of vaccines, right? So, like, we've been really proactive with the whole vaccines and everything where a lot of other countries have kind of struggled getting that amount of vaccines to get their people vaccinated. Yeah. And, they wanted it, but for whatever reason, su- they haven't gotten Supply and everything. But, um, so they've been a little bit delayed in terms of their, I would say, like, quote-unquote recovery from this, you know, than, like, the United States where... A lot of people have been vaccinated already, and you know, like you said, we're kind of, kind of coming out of the pandemic, you know, in terms of like, you know, we're opening up or we've opened up and and everything like that. Where because you know we've had so many people take the vaccine or you know, and everything, but it's not really been the case over overseas. Um, yeah. You know, and, and similar to Canada, like Canada, you know, is our neighbors here, and you know they've had a struggle of a time kind of getting vaccines and getting getting out of quote unquote out of this pandemic so yeah they're still on total lockdown so like, yeah it's just different um just different so, different world right now and different governments i mean they're each government is just taking 
you know, especially continents are taking different precautionary measures and different, you know, based on based on where the how many cases are you having. So, I mean, I'm just glad they're having the open here. And so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's just like everyone, everything else over the last year, there's just no good answers. So they're just trying to make it up day by day and do the best they can. And at least they're having it. And I mean, I'm glad there's some fans. Hopefully, I mean, it's probably limited, but yeah, it'll, uh, it'll be interesting to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And then the Brooks versus Bryce and I'm still waiting for them to get paired up together. Maybe, maybe this will be the term, the final major of the year. Maybe they'll maybe they'll be coming down the stretch Sunday. I think they Perry. Perry. I think otherwise they just need to have the match five and just mm-hmm. have Brooks and Bryson go head to head, you know. And right after the round, there's a cage. There's a UFC cage <laughs> cage match right behind the 18th <laughs> green. You know how many fucking tickets they would sell. <laughs> That's like the only pay-per-view event I would ever buy. <laughs> uh, We're following 18 holes of golf with five rounds in the cage. Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and they're, and they're going to be mic'd up the whole time. <laughs> I mean, considering some of the other pay-per-view events, it probably wouldn't wouldn't be that bad i mean i haven't really i don't really watch those pay-per-view events but like no anytime like i see these events taking place especially when it involves like floyd mayweather it's like yeah he's been in these how many times and people still don't learn that it's it's not gonna live up to your expectations (laughs) it never does it never does stop stop falling for the trap Stop paying him. It's not gonna. Well, it's and it's not just him, but like he's been in a lot of them, and oh, yeah. he's just been, he's the type of fighter that you know he's just gonna, you know he's not he's not the type of fighter that's gonna you know provide a knockout essentially. And people want to see pay per view events, want to see like a knockout, want to see get like some sort of huge excitement, some climax, but he's not gonna provide it, and so it's always a letdown. Well, yeah, he's not a heavyweight, and it's not his. I mean, right. he's trying. It's, it's, yeah. it's not that he's not trying. It's just those those lighter divisions are. It's harder to it's get a knockout. Just a, yeah, it's just a different. Obviously, very successful fighter. Um, just and a different fighter, but like not, like I, and I promise you, this is a golf show, people. But um, yeah. like, it's just like the expectations oh, people go into these events, and then they still are disappointed because. I don't. I don't know why they're disappointed when, when there's no knockout or anything like that. It's like, come on. So who do you take in a fight, Brooks or Bryson? Brooks or Bryson? Ooh, in a cage? Who's saying a cage? Cage fight? Yeah, in a cage. In a cage. Not a ring. Um, Brooks. I think so. I I would say Brooks. I mean, Bryce. Obviously, Bryson's strong, but he's like. He's like golf strong. Yeah, you know all his movements, all his all his workout has been to is for golf strength. Obviously, he you know he looks large, like he's put on muscle. Don't you know he's put on some mass, but um, but like it's all like in the you know training for golf specifically. Yeah, to hit the ball to far. maximize 
his launch angle and power and Brooks just seems overall more athletic and like yeah he would adapt to other sports like Bryson yeah. the only sport he's gonna be good at because he nerded out was golf yeah like Brooks could probably do a lot more sports well but probably. yeah it'll be interesting I Wait. mean and so regardless of the cage match <laughs> I really think they need to like I'm just again I'm waiting for them to get paired up and around it'll happen one of these times it'll happen hopefully well, they all, hopefully they, it's they, a major they always do the Thursday Friday uh, pairings based on uh, like TV like they, they do like those yeah. are hand selected so just just give the people what they want yeah like they're both a-list celebrities in the golf world and so it's totally common like you know i just but i I wonder how much i wonder how much say players have in those if they have like a list of say hey don't pair me up with these golfers maybe i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it because they could easily say yeah yeah f it i'm not going to show up then i don't need i don't need to be there and i'm never coming back to your tournament um but then then they look like you know they were scared yeah no but because they withdrew after the pairings came out but i feel like you know pga wants to stay on the player's good side so like they're gonna try and you know coddle them a little bit or, or at least you know if they don't really want to play with a certain player, like in these, you know, Thursday, Friday, you know, featured groups, you know, obviously Saturday, Sunday, those pairings, like players don't really have a choice, no. but in, in the pairings that like the tournaments or the PGA tour controls, I think they're, you know, obviously, yeah, they, they want to put you know together groups that people are going to want to watch, you know? Um, but I think especially they also, in majors. especially in majors, but I think they. I think the tour is also very aware that you know they don't want to piss off certain golfers. They they don't want to put two golfers or a couple golfers together who hate their you know each other's guts. And I'm not saying Brooks and Bryson hate each other. I think it's really. I think a lot of this is for that you know forty million dollar grow the brand type of thing. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of something there, but I don't think it's like a totally like you know I can't. I I would never play with this guy or whatever um because they've done things in the past like it's i don't think it's like that big of a (laughs) an issue but um yeah this isn't like east coast west coast 90s rap war like (laughs) like they're looking to like take out each other's families like i mean they're still just golfers they're just there's a little friction there's a little social social beef and like a little disdain little you know yeah I mean, they're frustration, not, maybe. You know, they're not giving each other Christmas gifts. No. Um, so that that's why it's like, yeah, who knows? I'm just eventually it's got to happen. I oh, mean, it's gonna no, happen. One of these no days. One of these days, it's gonna happen. Yeah, and it it just especially if it'll be if it would be on a Sunday, and especially if it'd be in a major. God. And a final group at that. Radiant score. Yeah. Don't even. All right. Let's uh, let's go to our picks here. Let's let's choose our open champion, our champion golfer of the year. I think we'll do what we've done for the previous couple of majors here. Pick four, yeah. four players and whoever has the best two 
two scores out of our four players wins. Yeah, you got you got to get you can't just get lucky with one player. You gotta gotta get lucky with two. Yeah, it's a major. We could even mix it up because that's what we like to do. You know, this is our game where the uh, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah, pretty much. Except when I sweep you, then it matters a lot. Then it really, it's... then it definitely doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> plus, it's the John Deere. Like, oh, come on. No, I mean, come on. I mean, for real. Come on. Uh, come on. Just because there's not a whole lot of big names in it doesn't mean anything. Doesn't diminish my picks. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's your opinion. That's one way to look <laughs> at it. It's sure um, is. No, but my only idea it was so like so we pick, we still pick four. Yeah. But then, but then we have to use. I'm and I'm borderline. Like all four players in round one, three players in round two, two players in round. That is way too much work. <laughs> no, it's not. We just gotta. I'll I'll do the math for you. you. Do, if you will do the math, then I or plan. And, and then or the only other uh, the only other idea was having like uh, three players in the first round. So you throw out your worst player score, and then two in the second, and then you, on the weekend you just you just play your best player. You're like like whatever player shoots the best, it's just one score. So it's three two one one or four three two one. Do either of those appeal to you? I don't care. Definitely. <laughs> I'm not the one going to be doing the math, and it's not going to change how I pick. So whatever whatever works. Whatever you want to do. Um, let's do 4-3-2-1 then. All right. Whatever, All right. whatever prevents you from getting swept again. I'm just trying to keep it interesting. I mean, yeah, it doesn't really change. You're still trying to, you're still trying to pick your best player. So. All right. Four, three, two, one. We'll do that. Okay. All right. We got it. And you're you're up first. You're up first. You get I the first know. pick. I know. I make it, make it count. Yeah. Don't screw this one up. Don't screw it up. I just think he's on top of the world right now. I mean, he's he's number one for a reason he's been having a hell of a year i mean he's we're back over in his hemisphere um of the world so i'm going john rom uh not a bad not a bad pick it's it's the easy pick i get it but it's easy you know it's hard to walk away from the favorite it is it is you, you know he, he won the u.s open I'll, I'll take a few more chances if we get a little further but yeah i'm going I'm going uh, Johnny Ramalangadingdong. Johnny Ram. All right. You got to write these in. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. (laughs) I'm having technical difficulties. I have to do everything here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Here we go. All right. I got the next two picks here. Uh, So I'm going to go with uh we'll go with the guy who's kind of been uh getting better with each and ever every open championship he hasn't done great lately but for whatever reason the open is he, he tends to shine and go with tommy fleetwood oh i like it and then for my second pick i'm, I'm just gonna get this out of the way <laughs> i'm just gonna get it out of the way because he's my boy 
gonna go with Ricky Fowler. Oh, I saw that. Yes. Is this his first major of the year? Um, I don't think so. I mean, he missed the Masters, but he he was in. Pretty sure he was I in. Thought he was qualified for. Was it the Open? Oh man. I'm just wondering. I was just. Uh... You'd think I'd know this, considering <laughs> how much of a fanboy I am. You are. <laughs> um. Oh, he was in the PGA Championship at Kiowa. He actually he was eighth there. Yeah, I was gonna say he did he did pretty well. So he he was not in the Open, so he wasn't he, in the U.S. Open. He wasn't qualified. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he missed out. He missed out by one shot because the dude in in open qualifying uh, eagled for, or hold out for eagle to beat him by one. And he didn't play in the Masters. Right. Yeah. So he. This is his second major of the year. Yeah. You know, but eighth at Kiowa, and Kiowa is a very link style like. Right. I, so that's that's kind of saying something. Like I, I was gonna say, like. I, I remembered him playing well in, in a big tournament. I couldn't remember if it was like the PGA championship, but yeah. Yeah, like I think he's he, I think he's on his way back up here and, and uh I think he uh he he tends to like playing in link style courses with the wind. So Yeah. And he's my boy. I like it. I dig it. So right. I'm, I'm going to bring it back. I back like your you. style. I like your style going. I'm going to. I'm going to. It doesn't matter what order. I'll. I'll. Br- I'll take an American real quick, but then I'm going to go with uh, somebody who's in their homeland. Um, so right. I am going. I'm going to go with Xander Shoffley. Uh, okay. Because I'm rooting for him, leading into even my tournament, the uh, the Zelich. But I'm, I'm. I'm using the same. I'm using the same putting stroke he is. So I'm really rooting for this guy to. I mean. He's done well in a bunch of events, and the he's he's due. I mean, one he's going to win eventually. I know I keep picking him, but <laughs> one of these he, times he's going to win a major. I mean, it, it's inevitable. Um, yeah. So I'm going Xander, and then um, the other guy that's had a good year, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Um, okay, he's again he's in his home country. Um, his his confidence is high. Um, I think he got like a T20 or something in the 2019 Open um, over there. So, um, uh, and he actually, uh, I think he got co-runner-up on a couple of days ago at the in Scotland, the Scottish Open. So he's acclimated. He's firing on all cylinders. And uh, I'm going Maddie Fitz. Maddie Fitzpatrick. So, you get to bring it back with number three and four. All right. So for my third third pick here, uh, we'll go with um, we'll go with the guy who uh, who would win in the cage match. We'll go with Brooks. Brooksy. <laughs> I mean, it's a major. What it's else? A, you it's a major. What else do you need to this say? Is, this I, is what he gets up for. This is what he shines, or he shines. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, for my final pick. Oof. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah. Nah. 
<laughs> now we're gonna we'll uh, we'll go with we'll go with uh, Rory. Go Rory. Hey, that's never bad. And then, for you, sir, with the final pick. Um. Well. I got two foreigners. I got to go two two Americans. Two Americans. Two Americans. I'm going. Yeah, a little, couple couple foreigns, couple domestics. All right. Um, couple imports. Couple he imports. likes the course. He's got. Uh, he got runner up in 04. He's got to redeem himself. He. Um, you know he can play well. I know it's his not it's his best year ever, but I mean he's also was coming off number one, and um, I'm gonna go Dustin Johnson. DJ. All right, not bad. Yeah, he's he's well rested. I know he hasn't been trending in overall the right direction, but again, he, he's he has good he has good juju here. <laughs> good juju. That's really all that matters. I mean, yeah. What is it? Seventeen years ago, he liked the course pretty well. So. Yeah, I mean, he also lost to good old Darren Clark. <laughs> yeah. So he's got he's got a vengeance. I don't I don't think that's gonna happen again. I don't think uh, Darren's gonna be in contention again. But hey, who knows? You never know. That's the beauty of golf. So you never know. You never know. So Nick's got John Rahm, Xander Shoffley, Matty Fitzpatrick, and Dustin Johnson. I've and got Clay's got Tommy Fleetwood, Ricky Fowler, Brooks Kepka, and Rory Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy. Yeah, cheerio. Good stuff, lads. Good stuff. You know, I did I did make the mistake since you brought it up that I said this is the last major of the year, but it's actually not because next week we have our tournament. <laughs> Mark Zellich, that is the, the official the final major of the year. Official unofficial fifth major. Yeah. Right. So Yeah. Exactly. It'll be fun. Yeah, getting for somebody. I don't know if it'll be fun for us, but it's gonna be fun for somebody. Hey, I'm always gonna have fun out there. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. I'm looking forward to it. Doesn't even matter. Yep. Should be a lot of fun. So definitely excited for the open here. Uh gonna get up early and watch it. And uh yeah. Should be good. Should be good. Cheery O. As they say over there. Cheerio. Cheerio. Jolly good lads. Arno Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. (laughs) 